Welcome, this is Jack Pigeon, Senior Pastor at West Houston Christian Center, and this is Living With Purpose. And today we're gonna to be talking about thinking with purpose. Proverbs 23, 7 says, For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. Eat and drink, he says to you, but his heart is not with you. What if I told you that the one thing that was holding you back, the one thing that was keeping you from that life that you've wanted, that you've desired, that you've dreamed about, what if I told you that the one thing that was holding you back was not an external thing? And what I mean by external, it's not something that, it's not a person, it's not a place, it's not an education, uh, it's not a degree, uh, it's not anything along those lines. It could be just the way that you think. Our thoughts have power. God created us to be thinking, creative people. And uh, our thoughts, uh, a lot of times, can be the one thing that limits us from really experiencing the life that God wants us to have. If we don't think that God wants to bless us, then it's hard for us to receive from Him. If we don't think that anybody loves us, then it's real hard for us to receive and accept love. And that's why it's so amazing that He gave us the Word of God so that we can renew our minds. You know, I've taught and taught and coached years and years and years of sports. And uh, I've done every sport, primarily in baseball. And uh, every year uh, there would be a fresh crop of young men. And I would see some of these young men come in and uh, they had the best equipment. They had new bats, new shoes, best gloves. Uh, they were big, they were strong, they talked the talk. They were confident. Sometimes they borderlined on just being arrogant. And uh, they went and had the best lessons and uh, they had everything that you could imagine as far as tools to play the game. There was not one reason uh, externally why they weren't gonna be a good baseball player. But the only problem was is when they got under pressure, all of their teaching, all of their skill, all of their size, all of their lessons, all of their equipment could not profit them because they'd already made up in their mind that they couldn't do it. And how many times do we go through our life where we feel like we have everything that we need to succeed but yet we just don't believe that we can do it. And uh, I want us to look at today in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3, uh, we're going to talk about strongholds, but I just want to make this statement to you. You will never rise above your most dominant thought. Sometimes the biggest thing that limits us in our life, in our work, in our marriage, in our relationships is not that person or uh, we just don't have enough to even keep up with someone else. It's that we don't think in our minds that we can. And really the only thing that limits us is our thinking, is our thoughts. God is a big God. God is a benevolent God. Uh, I love listening to teachings and they tell me that, you know, anything that I already need, I already have. God has given me everything through His Son Jesus Christ, through His Word, through the Holy Spirit, I have access to unlimitless resources. I mean, I couldn't wear out God's resources if I tried. 
If we all turned on the faucet at one time of God's blessings, we still couldn't exhaust them at all. I have access to any and everything that God uh, has. But if I don't believe that he wants me to have it, it's as if they never existed. A lot of times it's the way that I think. Second Corinthians chapter 10. Verses three through five. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. And a lot of times when we read that verse, we kind of get a picture of maybe we're doing some sort of spiritual warfare. That yes, that we don't wrestle with flesh and blood. That right, that when I'm dealing with an issue in my life, I don't want to deal it with the flesh. If I'm having a problem with somebody, my weapons are not to go and have do something physically with that person. That I have a greater weapon. But really what it's saying is, is that I want to bring every thought into captivity. And uh, it also uses a phrase, strongholds. And uh, I really like the Passion Translation because that word stronghold means rebellious castles. What it's saying is, is that, you know, you truly want to do spiritual warfare, pull down any and every thought that tries to exalt itself above the knowledge of God. You know, we all have strongholds that we've dealt with in our thinking. And uh, they can come through your hereditary line, they can be things. A lot of times what I'm noticing is that people that um, struggle the most with strongholds is that when they were young, uh, when they were the most impressionable, when uh, a trust was broken, uh, when abuse took place, and when that person should have been protected, they weren't. And words were said and things happened to them. And so that person would develop a mental stronghold in that area. You know, people can be told their whole life that, well, not their whole life, but when they were young, you know, you're never going to be good enough. You know, people are always going to be better. You're not pretty. You're not handsome. You're not the fastest. You're not the strongest. All those things. And those words can pierce our hearts. Well, when they pierce our hearts, we produce now this atmosphere called a stronghold. And that piercing of heart begins to produce a hard shell around those thoughts. And the more I begin to meditate on those thoughts, I begin to hear those thoughts everywhere. Whatever I'm going to do, I have that voice of that one person telling me, you can't do it, you won't be able to do it, you'll never do it, you'll never amount to enough, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And so the longer that I meditate on that thought, the stronger that shell around it will become. And so now I've produced what the Passion Translation calls a rebellious castle. And what that rebellious castle is trying to do is, is that even when I start, I get born again and I start hearing the truth, let me just say this. You know, when we get born again, it's really, it's our spirit that changes. You know, my body and my soul are still the same. And so if I was thinking negatively before I got saved, I'm going to have an issue with thinking negatively after I got saved. Just because I got saved doesn't mean that it now takes away the way that I used to think. And a lot of people struggle with that. Well, I thought that I'm born again now. I thought I wouldn't have to deal with this. 
Praise God you don't. What happened when you got born again is you now have access to the tools that you're going to need to not just put a Band-Aid on that stronghold, but to actually deal with it surgically and remove it through the renewing of the mind where you never have to deal with it again. But there is a process that we have to go through that it talks about in Romans chapter 12 when it says, be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect. And so what's important to recognize is that when I'm dealing with a stronghold, what that stronghold wants to do is it wants to produce a false reality. It wants to tell you that no matter what the Bible says, no matter what your friend says, no matter what anybody says, that this stronghold is higher than what they're saying. And so when the word of God comes, I have to make a choice. Am I going to believe what the word says or am I going to believe what this stronghold is telling me? And uh, I always get a picture of like Niagara Falls, you know, the washing of the water of the word that Jesus talks about in Ephesians. You know, we're washed by the water of his word. We spend time in his word. And that word is not just this, you know, hot tub of just soaking and little things kind of lifting off and moving away from us. It's like us being underneath Niagara Falls with tens of millions of gallons of water falling upon us because there are, there are thinking processes and there are things that are in my thinking and in my mind and strongholds that have to be, there has to be almost a jackhammer to get in there to break those things up so that I can get free. You know, so many times people that have been abused you know, you have to continually reassure them that you love them, that God loves you. And not for a long time because you get free and you just begin to believe what God says over what man has said. Like I said before, God, um, the truth of the word should supersede any thinking or thought process that I have. Whatever the word says, that's my final authority. If the Bible says that God loves me, then that's it. It's settled. God loves me. It doesn't matter what anybody else says. If God says he's for me, if the Bible says God wants me to be blessed, you know, Proverbs 10, 22, the blessing of the Lord, it makes me rich and he adds no sorrow to it. I have nowhere else to go with that verse, but to believe that that's God's will for my life. What do you mean, Jack? He just wants you to be rich and have money. He wants me to be blessed in every area of my life. And yes, finances is a part of that. But he wants my family blessed. He wants my marriage blessed. He wants my kids blessed. He wants my church blessed. He wants everybody's blessed because when we have that blessing, we're gonna continue to push it down through the next generation. He wants me to leave a legacy of blessing wherever I go. But if I don't believe that I'm blessed, if God, well, you're never gonna have any money, you're always gonna be cursed, you're never gonna make, you're never gonna amount to anything, I can make that stronghold and I could be in the middle of the most prosperity the world has ever seen, but yet I can't see it and I can't access it because I don't believe that I can have it. And people go through their whole lives with that stronghold of, you know, it, it'll work for everybody but me. I can't tell you how many times on a Sunday morning as I'm preaching, it's almost like you can look down and read somebody's thoughts. I'm preaching prosperity. I'm preaching blessing. But they're like, yeah, but I'm the one exception to the rule, Pastor Jack. The word, it just doesn't work for me. That is a stronghold that we have to deal with. We have to believe <clears throat> that it's God's will for us to be blessed. What God wants us to do with these disobedient thoughts is he wants us to act like there's a prison in our mind and he wants us to round up all of these disobedient thoughts. 
<clears throat> and he wants us to take those thoughts, lock them in this prison, lock the door and throw away the key. Anything that would exalt itself, anything that would try and say it's more than the truth, then I want to take those thoughts and I want to lock them away. Let me finish with this. Let's look at the book of Luke, chapter 10. Luke chapter 10, verse 17. And it says, Then the seventy returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. And he said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Well, why are we reading that verse? Because I want you to know that you have authority over the thoughts in your life. That even though uh, people can try and plant thoughts and the devil, my dad calls them tharts. <laughs> Those are thoughts from the devil that he can try and constantly try and, and he, wants to, he wants to rent space in your mind. Satan wants to buy commercial time in your brain and play 24 seven commercials of all the negative stuff in our life. And that's why it's so important for us to spend more time in the word and less time watching network news and those types of things which are just filled with unbelief. And so God has given us the authority so that we do not have to be subject. Just because I think it, it doesn't mean it has to build a nest and live in my thinking. If you get tempted with a negative thought, cast that thought aside. Begin to speak to that thought. And here's a little hint as we're ending. Don't fight thoughts with thoughts. You fight thoughts with words. You know, a pastor said that uh, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. And it brought to mind um, the, the woman with the issue of blood for 12 years. Uh, in Mark's account, it says that she had been saying to herself, if I but touch the hem of his garment, that I will be made whole. And um, I was thinking how a lot of people, you know, that you talk to that are sick or going through things, that they'll be speaking the sickness you know, their symptoms and things, and not that those things don't exist, but they've got their minds so focused on that that they're not able to receive the healing that the Lord has for them. And this, this woman did it the right way. You know, she had spent all she had, and yet and says that she still grew worse, but she still had the faith. She must have heard Jesus say something or preach or something. But she had been saying, you know, if I but touch him, that I'll be made whole. And sure enough, you know, uh, she reached out and did that. And, um, and apparently it made such an impact on Jesus that he, it said that he felt, I think it said that he felt power go out from him at that moment. So um, anyway, that just impacted me on how important it is to have the right thoughts and, you know, and to be saying the right things. Yeah, I was going to say, like, it was the faith that she had and then the, the touch that was the connection point. Like, everyone who, like you said, everyone was touching him. Right. But I, I've heard people, or pastors, talking about how Jesus had the power and uh, to give everyone's, or to meet everyone's needs at that point in time who was touching him, but there was only one person who actually walked up and, you know, withdrew from him, basically. Right. With, the, you know, like you said, the faith. I think it's uh, important to note that you hit something right on the head. You said she tapped into that. Mm -hmm. uh, I think the mouth is speaking a lot of what we're tapping into, whether it be TV, whether it be whatever's going on, it comes from the mouth. Right. And yeah, if you're speaking negative things all the time, 
you're tapping into that. And That's so, right. I mean, and, yeah. And scripture says out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So it's important that we keep putting in that word mm -hmm. every day. Exactly. Like, like Pastor talks about. So S Scripture also says basically that uh, be slow to speak and quick to listen. And I think that's so important uh, in doing that because you will learn a person. You will learn what they're dealing with. You will learn uh, actually what they're going through uh, by just listening and, and just being quiet. Mm hmm yeah, you said uh, be slow to speak, and I was like, society could use that. Yes, sir. Because <laughs> it's I yeah, think we all could. At times we all episode. need to get the last word in, and it's like that's not the case half the time. You know, sometimes you just need to listen. You know. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Very important. Very right, important to right. just listen. Uh, a lot of times, people will basically speak a lot of the surface things, uh, and then later on, as you listen, then the issues of the heart come forth. Right. And yeah, one other thing I wrote down, but he talked about um, our thinking can be the only thing keeping us back. And then I wrote down also, uh, if you think you can't do something, then you can't. It's not that you can't mm. do that. It's that you won't try. Or when resistance comes, you'll just be like, oh, I knew I couldn't do that. But if you believe what God says, that you can do all things through Christ, or that, or and that like God told you to do this thing, the devil's going to come against you, but you know you can because he said you could. And then you know... Exactly. I can overcome this, and then God's grace kicks in, and you can then take off. Yeah, and sometimes we've got some strongholds based on, you know, maybe the way we were raised, um, just inheritance sometimes. Sometimes it's, you know, things that are passed on. Um, sometimes we have to re retrain our thinking to line up with God's Word. I mean, if you have a negative outlook, some people just seem to be negative all the time. If you start replacing that with the word, it, it just kind of retrains your thinking and you end up learning to walk in victory and you end up learning to receive the things that he has for us, the good things. Yes, so, sir. Yes, yeah. sir. Uh, I think that uh, with all of us, we had to retrain, I guess you can say, our, our speaking, retrain our thinking, retrain even the way that uh, we feel in our hearts uh, because uh, father, mother, Peer pressure uh, basically kind of dictates to us, and then we have to, you know, hey, do we accept that? Do we, you know? The pastor said something that was very important. He said, uh, get into the Word of God, because when you get into the Word of God, now we begin to learn how to speak. We begin to learn, you know, how to view things. Right, right, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, renewing of the mind is one of the like the key points that Christians need to be focusing on. Once we know what the word says, then we can look at, look at things correctly, basically. Amen. Amen. Praise God. You know, the word also tells us that uh, uh, God, uh, the awesomeness of God, okay, the awesomeness of God. When we begin to think about the awesomeness of God, it's very hard to say anything other than what God said. Uh, uh, he mentioned about, uh, Pastor said about having a revelation of the Word of God. That is so important. Oh, man, that, that, oh, that, that worked. Oh, yeah. man. I went, my wife and I went through COVID in July. And um, I tell you, the body was screaming certain things. Yes, sir. Uh, you know, I was, went through weakness, um, lots of things. And I just kept going back to that Word. In fact, um, my wife, was actually, I ended up kind of serving her during that time because she was worse off. Um, but we just kept 
kept speaking the word, speaking the word. And um, I tell you what, the victory came, you know, as we did that, we didn't let go. So, but I kept my mind on that word, no matter how yes, I sir. felt, I kept yes. confessing it and confessing it. Yes. And so then, the, you know, the strength eventually came, so. One thing about it, uh, the, the Bible also says uh, in there that my word shall not return unto me void. When you think of that and think of, again, I have to reiterate the awesomeness of God. It's, it's going to turn out exactly like he said. The Bible also says it's impossible for him to lie. So when you think about that, it's like, well, who else has the authority to say anything else about anything? when God has said something about a thing. My number one prayer is that this message was a blessing to you today. And if this is something that you know blessed your life, let us know, but also share it, send it to your friends. You know, these types of teachings uh, we put out there, we wanna be a blessing to people. We wanna help people. Jesus is in the business of helping people. So follow us on Facebook, look for us on Twitter. If you want any more information about our church or where we have a lot more videos, go to westhoustonchristian.com. Hey, and if you're in the Houston area or you're just visiting, come join us for church on a Sunday morning. The Spirit of the Lord is moving and He wants you to be a part of it.